This is Turner Mining Live. This is Turner Mining Live. <laughs> this is Turner Mining Live. Live, 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 live. What's up, guys? It's Keaton Turner, Turner Mining Group, and I've got our Chief Operating Officer, Thomas Hahn. How's it going, everybody? So we are in shambles over here. Shambles. Um, we we just we tried to record the last seventeen minutes of podcast. We didn't and have, we didn't record it. We didn't have recording. No. We have no supervision here. It's it's late on a Friday afternoon evening. Yes. Um, but it's okay. We're gonna course correct. So, um, <laughs> hey, if we're not flexible, we're not anything. Yeah, if that's the biggest mistake we make this week, seriously, we're all right. So this um. Thanks so much for listening, guys. This podcast, it's been a lot of fun all year. Um, the last five or so that we're going to put out this year, we've already put out two. It's just Thomas and I chatting. Yeah. Uh, we're taking a bunch of questions from current employees, probably even some past employees, stuff from Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and really talking through some of the lessons we've learned this year. Too many. Um, a lot of lessons. <laughs> uh, but really, our, you know, our hope and our goal and our aim in, in the podcast, in these episodes at least, is to give a real raw, honest look at, at the lessons we've learned. And they're all good lessons. I, I, I say too many, but I mean, that's 2020, I think, more than it is anything we did. I, I think every lesson's a good lesson. And I would argue that's running a business. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't absolutely. care what year it is, you're learning lessons. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Especially early. So we're going to try to recreate or reenact the last 17 oh, we, minutes. we got this. Um, the, some of the questions that, that we've gotten from Instagram, I, I'd love to focus this episode on uh, the, the, the vision of an employee asking an employer some questions, right? Like, what, what does the employer love and hate about <laughs> employees? What can they do to get better? Sure. And then also from an employer's perspective. Yeah. What are they looking for in an employee? Yeah. What do they love and hate? What are some of the frustrations we've lived through? A zillion of them. <laughs> and so one of the, one of the first questions that, um, that we got, it was, you know, what's, and, and I had a kid come up to me here recently and ask this question, what's the five-year plan for me? From, from an employee's perspective, uh-huh. coming to his boss, his manager, the business owner, what's your five-year plan for me? I mean, for Turner Mining Group, that's tough, uh, partly because we're only a three-year-old company, um, partly because we're still learning our own path, Yeah. right? And I think the, the advice I would give to anybody who's asking that question is to put that in the context of the company itself. So you and I have talked about this before, but... We've had folks ask, okay, well, what do, you know, where am I in a year? Where, not even where are they as an individual, where's the company in a year? And we always say, well, let's look back a year and use that as a mirror to then look forward a year. So look at how different it was a year ago, and that's probably how different it will be a year from now, right? Assuming we continue to evolve at kind of the rate we're evolving, which I, I think we will. I... It's why I say five years for Turner Mining Group is difficult because we don't have a five-year mirror, right? Yeah, three years ago, we had six people. Yeah. Um, and even early myself, you know, I think 
looking back six months was difficult, right? To look forward six months. So I, I think about that, but I think it's the right question to ask. I just think it needs to be asked in the right context. And then you should really push for a real answer. Like, yeah. like I, I, I'm not giving my answer to kind of like let the employer off the hook. I think if somebody asks us the year long question or even the three year long question now, we should have to answer it. Yeah, I um, I had a kid, it's been several months ago, an operator come up to me and ask me, you know, hey, what's what's your five-year plan for me? And uh, as I always do, I tried, I tried to, I took a second to think about what I was going to say because mm-hmm. I try to be super honest, open, transparent. Yeah. And, and what came out of my mouth was, you know, to this kid was, was man, I don't, I don't have a five-year plan for Keaton Turner, right? Like, and I'm so head down in the business trying to build things that uh, that's probably one of my biggest weaknesses is I'm not looking around at other people. What's my plan for them? Sure. But I mean, it's what you say is so spot on because we just have not been in a place, at least in the past, we're, we're getting there now. We've not been in a place where we can career path a person. I'm doing air quotes. Um, because it's it's tough to do, right? Like, ha- uh, I mean, you better be thoughtful. I mean, this is my now. Okay, jump on the employee side. I mean, it better be a thoughtful response. Because then, what am I doing here? Yeah, right. So I I agree, and I want to hold us to a higher bar than we. I mean, tomorrow I want to hold us to a higher bar than we are today, right? So it's not it's not a. Again, I don't want to let us off the hook. I think it's just the context of all of it, and. It's why we are doing career planning now, right? We're starting to ask people, hey, what, what do you want to do? What, what, how are you thinking about the next two, three years? Um, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Self-identified, yeah, right? Those things, I believe, are much better, richer discussions today than we could have ever had yesterday and ever, heaven forbid, you know, multiple years ago. Yeah, we just we just started, I don't know, a month or so ago, we sent our whole staff, yep. not the field force yep. yet, but the yep. staff, a SWOT analysis, right? So yeah. they get to spell out what are their strengths and weaknesses, uh-huh. what are their opportunities and their threats. Uh, if you've never done a SWOT analysis on yourself, do, do one. You should do <laughs> yes. one uh, because, as Drake would say, know yourself, uh-huh. like, you know, be honest with yeah. yourself. Uh, and then we, what we have recently done is this career pathing, yep. guidance, counseling, whatever you want to call it. Wh- what is your ideal job in five yes. years? Yes. What's your dream job in 20 years, yep. right? Because it's really hard for the boss or the business owner or the manager to put you in a position to be successful in five years if you don't even know what you want to do in five years. Well, and I will say this, you also have to do it. So I get that we can write this down on paper and start to articulate all these things. But if you don't come and make that progress every day as the individual, well, I don't really care what you wrote on the piece of paper. And I'm not saying that to be mean spirited. I'm saying that to be honest and give real feedback, which is, okay, cool. You want to be in Keaton's seat in five years what are you going to do to get into Keaton's seat in five years? They, like, they, yeah, there's some real committed action behind that. A hundred percent. And if there's not, you're not getting anywhere. Correct. Because, I mean, there's so much to unpack on this. I, to me, 
I would almost get rid of writing it down on a piece of paper and rather see all the action because it will happen with the action than worry about writing it down on the piece of paper. Now that's my flaw is that I'm like, okay, well, yeah, we don't need to formalize that because you can just do it and it will happen. Yeah, but, but you post it on your mirror every night when you're brushing your teeth and you look at it's this motivating. is my five-year sure. plan. Sure. And to hit my five-year plan, I've got to do X, Y, and Z this year. I've got to do one, yeah. two, and three next, next year. Sure. I mean, it's 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 powerful. You yeah. look at the thing. It's a vision board, right? I don't well, know if people do vision boards. True. And, and I guess what I would say is it can be powerful. There are also people that are just so motivated that they get every up every day and they're like, I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday. And that increment might even work better, right? Like That's I don't, me. I, I have no desire to look at myself five years from now. I'm looking at myself tomorrow. Exactly. And I think, and that's what I'm saying. That it's why I bring that up. Because I think there is a, people can get a little obsessed about the long term. But the long term is nothing but a lot of short terms. Like it's just, it is getting up the next day and being better. What's the quote? It's, People overestimate what they can get done in a day and underestimate what they can get done in a year. Yep. Yeah. And it's actually like a year and like three or five years. Which is probably true for a year and 30 years, right? Like the shorter amount of time, humans always overestimate. Oh, I got an hour. I'm going to get all this stuff done. Yeah. And they can't. They can't get it done. But the humans that do a good job of managing that hour get more done than the humans who do a bad job of managing that hour. um, I'm trying to remember where this came from, but... There's like this concept of being 1% better every day, every, you know, the next day. Like if people do that. It's wild. There's well, a, there's a workout thing. It's, it's, uh, do one, you start with one push up, right? And you do one more push up than you did the previous day. Yeah. This is crazy. I did this back a long time ago. I couldn't do it now. <laughs> you do one more push up every day than you did the previous day. See? You get to day like 40. And it's, it's crazy. Now, if you tried to do 40 push-ups today, tomorrow, oh. the next day, it would be a lot harder. It's, yeah. it's wild. An incremental and, increase. And, and that, to me, whether it's one extra push-up or 1% better every day, I mean, if you're 1% better every day, in less than half a year, you are 100% better than you are right now. Like, that, and again, it's, it, it that, it's the reason why markets work like, like compounding things and whatever. It just, I don't, I think people somewhat overreach to say five years, tell me what I want. And I'm like, okay, let's do this tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we just took two guys from staff to launch, uh, this week actually. Um, part of this conversation I think is just true honesty with your employees Mm -hmm. and really from the employees to the employer. There's nothing that makes me more frustrated than when employees feel some type of way, but they don't tell their employer I know, or they don't tell their boss. They don't tell their manager. And I'm not saying these two guys were no sitting them down and having a real conversation and saying, guys, put it all out there. Yeah. You're not going to make us mad. We might disagree, you know, fundamentally, but I got to respect your opinion and your feelings. Yeah. And first off, you're on the team and you're an important part of the team. So I don't want to do anything to ostracize you from the team. Yeah. Why would we not want your honest opinion on something? Exactly. I, to me, there's a whole other thing to unpack. I, if you are working for a company and contributing for that company, you should feel 
something about that. Yeah. And it should not be that you are going to get over on the company or the company is going to quote unquote get over on you. But I, I think there's a lot to be said about a person in a role. If they don't have the confidence to go be brutally honest with their boss yep. and tell them really what they're thinking or their idea or what's on their mind or what they love or hate, that's a dangerous spot to be in. Yeah, I, I agree. And I will caveat it slightly. Don't let that be driven by your emotion to a given situation. You have your own. Oh, I hate hour. emotion. I know. And you have your own 48 hour rule for yourself. Yeah. Right. That's You're, why, that's why I have it. Yeah. Right. And so it's be brutally honest. Don't react. I think people get the two of those confused as well, where you, they say, Oh, you want me to be brutally honest? That goes back to the SWOT analysis. Of One course. of my biggest threats is getting emotional and sending a response. Yeah. That I shouldn't, I should have waited 24 or 48 hours to send it. By the way, that might be everybody, one of everybody's threats, um, especially passionate people, which we love having passionate people on the team. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, there's a difference between being brutally honest and logical and having a real discussion and then reacting emotionally and just kind of spewing into a discussion, right? So like, that that's my only caveat. I agree. I always want the honesty, but I want a thoughtfulness and a context setting rather than just kind of I'm gonna, boom yeah, the reaction. I'm going to be a jerk and tell you how I feel. Exactly. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. I hate when people say, you know, hey, don't sugarcoat it. All these things. It's like <laughs> there is there is honesty, openness, and truthfulness, and then there is not. Correct. Right. It's it's there's very, no sugarcoating. It's very simple. Let's just be all adults. Let's be honest about which way we feel and what we like and don't like. So anyway, I'm going to get off on that subject (laughs) and get on to the next one because I got a million people, probably a ton of our own employees asking about how do I get a pay raise? How do I get a promotion? How do I get a pay raise? And it's funny, I I was speaking to a kid earlier today who had had, uh, started a a clearing company. doing right-of-way clearing and, and cool. mulching and stuff like that. Uh, great kid. And he asked the question, you know, how do I get into bigger contracts? How do I get more clients? How do I grow my business? Call people? To me, <laughs> to me the, the answer that I gave this kid is the same answer I would give to an employee asking about how do I get a raise, right? Yeah. Keaton Turner the owner of Turner Mining Group, I have a boss. It is the client. Yes, you do. Right? When I want to get a raise from my client, whether that's charge more money, get more contracts, win more work, the same answer applies to employees that want the next level of pay or the next opportunity. To me, the answer is super simple. Do more than what you get paid to do. It's just that simple. Yeah, I agreed. I'll, I'll put it in my... So... From from the from the perspective of client, you know, kind of vendor, a hundred percent. I mean, you couldn't put it more crystal clear. The way I translate that to like an employee, or actually not even an employee, but just an individual, is do things that create value and that value will come back. Yeah. And I totally agree. And to me, I don't know. I just, it's probably too capitalistic of me, which is very much how I think about things. But if you are doing things to create value, there will be a reaction to that value, whether that is with the company 
you currently work for or anywhere else, there will be. I, I, it's always about value. Something weird, though, happens. And I, and I know, you know, we, we just talked about this 12 minutes ago when we recorded this the first time. <laughs> ah. That's a jab at Thomas. Yeah, I know. Um, what, there is something to be said about the length of time you have to put in this effort, though. You can't just say because yep. there's a there's a bunch of people listening to this say out oh, tomorrow I'm gonna go I'm gonna go clean tracks on my equipment and all the machines next to me and I'm gonna do more than what I get paid to do tomorrow. Well, that's sure. fine, sure. And maybe someone notices tomorrow, maybe they don't. I they gotta, might. You gotta do this for a year or two or three. You gotta continually do more than what you. It's not a one time thing. Yeah, and I get paid more. Fair and one, but one time things aren't value. Like, I mean, sure, in the moment it might be value, but it it comes and it goes, right? You clean tracks of every piece of equipment for a year, it didn't come and go. It just was there the whole time. That value was there the whole time. And to me, yeah, I mean, there, there is a response time. It's a market, but... Well, it's funny, you're... Com- your competitor and use the example, right? The plant manager, we're working for a client. How many times has a client called and said, man, this kid that you've got on this project is a rock star. And we're like, oh, wow. We didn't, I mean, we knew he was talented. We didn't know he was a rock star. We're glad you think that. Maybe we should take a look at his pay. Maybe he should get a promotion. You know, it takes a while. You got to grind your face off and add value and work harder than what you're getting paid to do. And I know people are saying, oh, it's easy for the business owner to say, tell his employees to work yeah, but, harder. But than- the client tells you that. So my thing is, okay, fine. It's easy for King to say that. Well, guess what? Who his boss is, is telling him that. So I, don't, I, I guess to me, there is a market, right? And it surrounds every single thing. And there's this whole ecosystem of stuff that goes on. Well, the client isn't going to pay Turner Mining Group more unless Turner Mining Group creates more value for the client than what they're getting paid. In turn, Turner Mining Group can't pay their employees more unless there is more value being contributed, et cetera, et cetera. Like it just keeps flowing. It's why I think from an employer perspective, if you can recognize that sooner, you have an interesting opportunity there. One, I think you'll, you'll just lose less people. Two, kind of people swooping in and stealing them. But two, I think... I think if you recognize it sooner, you can also communicate it sooner potentially to your clients. So it's not just, okay, I'm just going to pay this individual more, which they absolutely deserve and good for them. It's also, hey, wait, 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 wait. We're actually doing more here. I'm going to go now do a sales call or a check-in or a quarterly review or whatever it is with this client and say, hey, just so you know, this, 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 and this that aren't on your list of what I need to do, they're all happening. You may ask for a price increase right there. You may wait till the contract comes up and win the next one, right? So it's... Well, the same to me, the same applies for an employee, right? I, I'm sitting here as a business owner telling you, I want my employees to guilt me into giving them a raise, right? And what that means, people are like, well, what does that even mean? <laughs> And you've seen this because we've talked about bonuses. We've oh, talked about yeah. pay increases for staff people, salary people. Yeah. There are people that there, you'll, you'll show me what somebody makes on paper and I will feel guilty. 
I know. I will say we only pay that person that much, and they're delivering these kind of results. We got to give them a bonus. We got to give them a raise, yeah, right? Because they're creating the value. They are doing more than what they're getting paid to do. And I, and I, as a business owner, am feeling guilty. Same goes for a project manager or a boss or yeah. a manager of any kind, right? Or the client. If, if, if you're making your client or your manager feel guilty for what you get paid because of the results that you provide, it's just, I mean, it's you just... You are in a position of strength yeah. at that point in time. And, and, and really... Because you know me, I'm a big leverage guy. I want all the leverage. Most business owners do. Yeah. That's the game, right? Leverage. Of course. If you're providing more value than what you're getting paid to provide, you have the leverage. Exactly. If you're the best dozer man in the company and they the company doesn't have any more dozer men, you're the one that's got the leverage. Guess what? Yeah. And if and if the company doesn't want to pay you what you're worth, somebody else will. Some company will. Oh yeah. Because you've got the leverage to go somewhere. And I I don't want that message to be confused by our employees. I want, I want Turner Mining Group to be held accountable for recognizing that. I want to recognize it fast. It's not going to be immediate, but I want to recognize it fast because I think that's the company that we want to build. We want to give people not only what the value that they're delivering, we also even want to give them a shot to go deliver more. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a, a real quick story, and I'm gonna try not to get myself in trouble. <laughs> we just hired a legit guy, super legit, senior guy. level guy. Yep, been been mining for really longer than I've been alive. Yep, and he came from a company that was super well known in the industry, mm-hmm. super successful company. Um, but we were able to steal him because in every intent, in all intents and purposes, we stole him. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's. We, we were able to communicate to him a path back to your original five year and his thing value to us at at a different level than where he was before. And it wasn't it. I would say it wasn't a. We're not off. We're not paying him a million dollars to be here, and the other no, company no, no, is no. paying. Yeah, you don't, know. Yeah, don't. So, but fair. Where I'm going with that is, if I'm his old boss, the guy that just found out he left yeah. and came here, if I'm his old boss, I feel as guilty as can be because I just lost somebody really yeah. good. Yeah. I didn't recognize their value and someone else did and they got him and now we don't have... like to me, And the owner of that company probably thinks that way. He's probably thinking, how did we not see this? How I, did we not see the value this person can bring? Yeah, and it's, and it's interesting, right? I, in a... In a lot of ways, I hope that's the case, but also in a lot of ways, I hope not. I, I hope that that company was like, yeah, that's just not what we want, right? Whether that's in that individual or what they want to do from a business perspective or whatever. I, you know, my, my kind of market comment is they didn't value that thing in the way that we value that thing. See, I disagree though, because they counter offered, they tried to get, no, no, no. I think, you know what I mean? Okay. For the record, I'm not, yeah. In this situation, they clearly did. I, the first thing I told this guy when he came over here, I said, do not ever let us as a company make the mistake they did. Yeah, I think, well, but that's because we value that. 
Like we, we value I, that now. I want to value that 20 years from now. No, I don't no. want to lose sight of that. I come. Cause I think a lot of companies do. No, they do. They absolutely do. Especially with people that have been in the company a long time because it's even harder because steady state is them creating value. Not and you get used to it. Exactly. And everybody, and look, if people want to not be honest with themselves, that's their own choice. But everybody gets used to current state. Everybody. I don't care if you're in that's, a piece of equipment yeah, I or agree. if you are owning the company. Yeah. Everybody gets used to current state. And our goal, you know, back to the whole like bringing value and thinking about things incrementally I don't ever want to have that much inertia in the company yeah. or we like steady state. I hate steady state. You know this, like I, I always want something else, something else. Well, something you've else. told, you've told me from day one, when you came on, as soon as we plateau and we're not thinking about growing, like you're on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. And and thank goodness I feel the same way. I, I know you do, you know, but it's so it's to me, it's a scary thing for a lot of businesses because they're like, man, we've got really good people. And there's probably some people listening to this right now. Like they've got a really good person somewhere that they haven't recognized their talent. And I bet you, especially in a competitive market, uh-huh. someone's recognizing their talent. Somewhere. I, I hope, you know what my biggest hope is that out of this, I have no idea how many people listen to this. Somebody gets a bonus. Somebody gets a bonus. <laughs> it's Christmas time. Would that not be awesome? Like, That'd seriously, cool. would that not be great? Because that means they're... And by the way, I'm not saying that as like a like a charity thing. You know what? Here's here's what we should do. Whoever gets a bonus... Please DM one of us. S- send us a yeah. message. And I would love to talk about it. Yeah. And be- I would love to get a little cut of it, too. <laughs> 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 you know? Oh, that's so true. And so market-driven by you. No, but why I say that? Because it won't be... My hope is that both employers and employees are hearing this and they're going, whoa, yeah, there is value there. But Not charity, the, the opposite, value. The, and, and I'm sitting here thinking how that would play out because I bet you there are people here in our company, they're going to listen to this and think of themselves as that person. Oh, oh 100%. they don't recognize me. I need 100, a bonus. 100%. My question to them would be, why aren't you getting that? Correct. Right? Like, and, and it... I mean, I, again, being completely open and honest, it could be someone that we love and trust and has been here a long time. Sure. If we're not recognizing your talent, A, be honest, right? To me, if you think you're not getting what you're owed and you've grinded your face off. Yeah. For enough time to know that the value is there. Have a conversation. Yeah. But then if the conversation leads to a place where they just truly don't value you the way you value you, Maybe it's time for you to find someone that will value you the way you value you. Potentially, don't make that jump too fast. I think that's the other thing. Back to the kind of like emotional thing. Like, don't well, don't come, don't react, process and think about it, and then kind of go, what I would say is market test. Unemotional decision making. Right. Market test. Say, okay, so... Turner Mining Group in this example, doesn't understand that I can do A, B, C. Well, let's market test whether other people can understand rather than saying, forget these guys, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, because that that really won't help you <laughs> at all as the individual. And it actually 
creates a scenario where now you are in a pinch, right? Now you personally, because of how you reacted, you've put yourself in a situation that is now suboptimal. Somebody asked the question, um, and I, and I'll have to go back to it. Uh, what as a, as a business owner, can you offer that other business owners or employers can't offer, right? Like, and it's the, yeah. it's, it's the same question you probably asked yourself before coming here. hundred percent. What can these guys offer me in a lifestyle and pay and whatever the things sure. are you were chasing well, that, in a path, in a path. Well, yeah. I mean, th- to me, that's, I come back to the path. Like to me, if I would actually not ask that, I would ask the path question and then I would do my own evaluation on the, on that. How do they answer the path question? Because if they answer it in a way that I truly am getting more value or this is differentiated, like, I don't know. I, and this is where, again, I think from a market perspective, I don't trust my own opinion. So if I think, oh, well, this is how company ABC could differentiate themselves for me, well, sure, that's Thomas's opinion on that. But why don't I ask company ABC, what do they see for me? Because that's the market opinion. And by the way, do it also with company DEF and company 123 and XYZ, right? Like don't, because I, I just don't, everybody has such a bias built into themselves, whether in whatever, there's a whole other thing too. But like, Believing that you understand total context and can interpret and then put all those pieces together such that this is the differentiation, I think is like, you are smarter than me at that point, right? Well, like yeah. I just, I don't trust myself to be able to do that calculus. It, it's, it's funny to me how similar the questions are that employees ask of employers that employers ask of themselves, right? Because yes. an employee is asking, you know, why... Should I go with you, Company A? Yep. At me as an employer, because it, it goes back to exactly what the what the employee is asking. What do I really want? Yes. Do I want short term uh, maximum dollars? Am I looking for the biggest paycheck right now? Sure. Or am I looking for the best career path, career trajectory? company that will get me there. Yeah. And and maybe by the way those things actually overlap and maybe it's some other thing. I'm looking for a work life balance such that blah but, blah blah. But blah, as a like, business owner, I'm sitting here sometimes asking myself the same question. Do I want to maximize profits today and this year and next year or do I want to reinvest in my company? give the profits back into the growth of the company, yep. buy machines, yep. invest in marketing, whatever, yep. so that it puts my company on a, on a different trajectory, career path, so on and so forth. So to me, that's why I say ask the market. Well, and, and I, I truly think the employee needs to know what do they really, do you want money? Do you want freedom? Do you want lifestyle? Sure. Do you want a career path? Like, what do you really want? Yeah, you, you, well, you, you better know that because uh, we, we've talked about this before. So this is the other thing back to the five-year planning. I think five-year plans aren't overly valuable based on what you write down. It's more about what you put into it, right? I already said that. 
I also think as soon as you write down a five-year plan, the next day, it's obsolete. And what I mean by that is there is enough change that it is very hard to pinpoint something that far away. I always talk about align trajectory because if you want a career path or a development path, you should go to a place that can offer you a development path. It might not be to the exact point that you have in your head because the things happen, but it is still a development path. If you want to get paid the most, go to a place that always overpays. They might not actually pay the most, right? Because again, things change. But I think that's where I say like, to me, it's not about exacting anything because exacting, like there is, it's false precision. Yeah, Bobby said something the other day. Bobby is our, our, our young staff mining engineer. Engineer. Uh, legit kid great great kid he said something that day at lunch he said i came here because i felt like it was a once in a career opportunity mm-hmm. uh to be a part of a startup who's kind of shaking things up a little bit yeah. and I, I i kind of felt a little bit humbled honored whatever but i also i uh, looked into his comment and thought about it for a second and i'm like bobby could make more money somewhere else a hundred percent he could make 10 15 000. it's not that we're not paying him what he's worth no but, but there are larger, more established companies that would for sure pay him. They would more pay money. more, yeah, right. And he has made the conscious decision to say, you know what, Turner Mining Group has got a lot of crazy things going on. They don't have it figured out, <laughs> but I'm I can betting yeah. that they will get to a place that by me being there, whether it's five years, ten years, whatever. I'm in a better position for what I want for my future than I would be if I went to a more established place today. And I, so yes, a hundred percent, that is the looking at the company perspective. I also think he looks at himself. I think Bobby looks at himself and says things like, I believe that I can help Turner Mining Group do that, right? So I'm going to create, I'm, I'm not only going to just ride the wave, I'm going to surf it so that I'm getting more points on my score by surfing that wave than going to this other wave over there. And that is a really, that's when I talk about aligning trajectory, I think Bobby is one of the most aligned trajectories we have because at some point in time, we're gonna need a real whole engineering thing and that's what he wants. And so, that alignment of not only being able to ride the wave, but be able to create impact and create value and d- frankly drive the wave in some sense. That is so powerful. Like, it's just, I, I, yeah. When he said that, I knew I, I, he got it, right? He truly got it deep down. So we've got, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes left. Um, yeah. And, and, and maybe not even that long. So we're, I'm going to, I'm going to set this up and then I want you to stop when you hear something that you want to talk about because you and I can talk about the perspective of business owners and managers and bosses so much easier than we can employees. Yeah. You're an employee. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I consider you, you know, a boss business (laughs) owner. I I consider you one of me, but we were both employees not that long ago. Uh, Definitely true. And so it's, but I think we do lose context now sitting where we do. Sure. It's a lot easier to talk about being a business owner. So I asked the question on Instagram, you know, 
as business owners, what do you guys want people to know that employees don't really know? They don't think about these things, right? So I got all kinds of responses. I'm just going to oh start boy. rattling them off. Yep. And when you hear one that you're like, man, because there's business owners who are going to listen to this and think, well, this guy is freaking <laughs> spot on with his response. <laughs> so when you hear one that you think, I want to talk about that, you just stop me. Yep. There's, there's tons here. <laughs> the first one is, we have feelings too as business owners oh with, the, with the crying face. How much a small error actually costs us business owners. You can hit grand slams time after time. You have to know when to swing and when to swing even harder as business owners. Ooh. What I do after hours to ensure you blokes have security. <laughs> that, that's got to be an Australian that, For the record, that is awesome uh, that somebody wrote that. I wish employees had a proper glance at the data on all the overhead and what it takes to co- okay. what, it, what um, costs it takes to run a business. I'm cutting you off because all of these are in the same vein, and I don't know what the next one you're going to say is, but it might be in the same vein too. But we'll. I want to talk about that chunk. Yeah. So to me, it's context. Like basically every single thing that was just said spot is on context. Hundred percent. Hey employees and employers have different contexts. I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong, just for the record. They are just different contexts. So my challenge to employers would be share your context. Keaton, you, I have been amazed at what you have done in the company thus far on being totally transparent. You know, you share more information with more people in this company than other companies like ours share. Financial information, price information, all kinds of things. Frankly, pretty confidential things. Yeah. My livelihood type things. <laughs> pretty much, right? And so that to me, that shows that you are willing to do the thing you need to do to provide context. Now I'll challenge employees you need to ask for context. Like, don't accept. Now, I mean, you can ask for the moon, accept the fact that you might not get the moon as a response, but like you you just wanting to kind of live in your world and not pay attention to the things around you, that is dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous, frankly, for your own career, but it, it's dangerous because you won't have context to be able to ask the right thing. And when I hear all those business owner or employer viewpoints, it's like, yeah, they have a different context and they're probably thinking of a very specific situation that they might've even lost in because somebody else didn't have the same context. Yeah. I, I, to me, it's, uh, it's, it's funny you say all that. I, I want people to buy into what we're doing, what I am doing here and what we are doing here as a group, yep. because so many people put their heads down and work every they come into work every day they yeah. put their stuff on the desk and they start pecking away and their heads down and they get up at 5 and they walk out yep i want people to think the same way i'm thinking about buying into what this organization is doing and it's funny michael bowman uh, a guy that used to be here he gave a speech one time it was a full blown speech <laughs> On the mine site before one of the shifts yeah. out in California, one of our big sites, we, there was probably 60 people. And, and you were with them. I was there. Yep. I saw this firsthand. There was probably 60 people or so, maybe 70 at the time. 
And he got up there and he linked arms with a couple guys. And, and he said, hey, man, push me over. And one of the guys pushed him when he was linked arms with all these other guys. And they couldn't push the guys over. I mean, these are big 250-pound-plus dudes. Mean, they're, they're minors. And, and they couldn't push them. They are all linked arms. Michael said, hey, all you other guys get away. I'm going to stand here by myself. And the guy pushed him straight, straight over. over. Yeah. Straight over. It was, a, it was his way of saying, you guys need to buy into what we're doing here on this project. Yep. We're one team. Together, we're a whole lot stronger. To me, that's why I share all the info. That's why I we're, know it is. Why we're sitting here at, what time is it? 6.24 p.m. on a Friday night <laughs> doing this podcast. Yeah. Talking about all these things. Being transparent, open, and honest. And I think, but, but Keaton, that's why it's a dual challenge. Because employers are going to hear my first part of my comments and like, oh, yeah, convenient, Thomas. You're saying share more. I hear that every day. Well, you should share more. But again, employees have to buy in. It's not, it always takes both. Like if one does and one doesn't, it's not going to work. And I think most business owners, probably managers and, and middle level to upper level manager, most business owners and managers fail on the giving context. I, I agree. They don't, there's a, there's a Ted talk. Start with why. Yes. Why? Simon Sinek. There's a whole Simon book. Sinek. He's a legit. Whole, it's, a, it's a fantastic book. Yes. Give the why. Yep. Give the background information. Set the stage. One of the best things, one of the best qualities you have, we walk into a meeting, people that are uneducated on the topic, the, the thing you always do, you stand up and say, I'm going to set the stage. I, I do. And you give all the background information. You dumb it down for all of us normal people. <laughs> to me, that's what business owners have to do. I, they have to say, hey, guys, we lost 100000 this quarter on these projects or this side or whatever. Like, here's how we're going to think about doing this. What's your thoughts? What's yep. your input? And then they're like, oh, wow, they actually care about my input and my thought. Yeah. I have some context about what's going on. I'm buying into this conversation. A hundred percent. And business owners shouldn't say, look at that project that lost $100,000 and go, I'm going to fix it. Because guess what? You're too far removed. Most of the time, yeah. I mean, there are times where you are not, but most of the time you are likely too far removed. You don't understand all the things that are happening. You don't understand necessarily the people dynamics. You Like there's just so much complexity in frankly anything. But that to me... The setting the stage, giving the why, providing context, like, and it needs to come both ways because here's what is going to happen. That business owner is going to look at that project and say, oh, I lost $100,000. They're going to start asking questions. You as the employee, you better be able to provide context in your answers. Hey, we only had so many trucks up. Why? Well, we have a warranty claim. Okay, that's different, right? That's pretty hard to like prevent right? But if it's, oh, we only had so many trucks up because our dealer partner's not supporting us, boom, you, you and I probably go livid at that point. My head explodes. It's, and so it's like, okay, let's manage the things we can manage and let's provide context around the things we can't manage. And let's actually have a communication about it. Yeah. I, I wish we could get Liz or another recruiter to get some data on this, but I bet you the number one variable in turnover in companies is when people are no longer bought into what's I, happening. I agree. Or, or that, or there is a lack of clarity such that 
they lose buy-in. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I don't know where this company's going. I don't know what they're doing. And and there's definitely been times where we've failed at that. I've failed at that, you know, especially this year during COVID and, you know, it's. Yeah. We should disclaim for all podcasts of all time that are ever done under the Turner Mining Live kind of brand. We are explaining things that we have learned which means we have failed at yes, them. Yes, exactly. Like I, I love people like, oh, you, you know, th- this is great, and you have all these things. I'm like, well, yeah, that's because we've been kicked in the balls this many times yeah, to learn those we things. Finally learned it exactly. Because yeah. I'll be honest, two years ago, I couldn't care if anyone was bought in. <laughs> I, I really didn't. I was like, this is what I'm doing as yeah. a person. If but, you want to join my team. Jump on board. I'll carry you to greatness. And early that days, well, mm, I would say it did work. It didn't work in maybe the way you were envisioning, but in early days, that's what it takes. Early company. I mean, you talked about having conversations with kind of young business owners. I mean, they the first thing they need to do is start carrying a flag. Yeah. Right. And like charging and taking a hill and hoping that somebody pulls in behind them, right? Like some real organic buy-in. I mean, that's one of the things that I think Witt, Aaron Witt has been so successful with, right? He is who he is. He's not going to apologize. Nope. He doesn't care about your BS corporate policy about this or that. (laughs) Like he's going to rub his boots on your escalator carpet thing. Like to me, and he gets a ton of people that say, that's what I want to go do. Correct. Because of him being who he is. I love it. We've gotten to a place now, though, where that, to me, in, in my own personal experience, what's probably different, my own personal experience, that only took me so far. Yeah, well, and it, and it is limiting in some way, but Aaron's business is very different than ours, right? He needs a certain crew of people on his team to go do that, and he needs a certain set of clients to go do that. And by carrying a flag, he can go attract that. Which and good for Aaron for one recognizing that and then two actually executing on it. Where I where my comment comes from is there's different phases for different companies and early phases. The founder being the number one cheerleader. Yeah, what's like? What's the book? Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. I it's know, a fantastic. I know book. it's an amazing book and it's like the life stages of companies or something. It's a super boring thing. If anybody wants it, just DM me and I'll actually get the. It's really interesting. No, because it was spot on. When it I read is spot it, on. It, it talks it, about uh, being a baby company, being a uh, toddler company, being like a young kid, being an adolescent, being an adult. Like it's a, ama- it's an amazing book. But you cannot depend on the same methods at the different stages. No. You, you got to get a whole different level of buy-in when you got 30 people on staff who all have opinions. They're all smart. They all want to see it go one way or a different way or whatever. You know, yep. it's, it's a well, different monster. So, and I, we talk about levels, right? Like, and we've talked about this on other podcasts too. Like I talk about- Eric like, Sewer talks about levels all the time. Exactly. And you remember I was talking about LeBron and like getting up early and da, 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 da. There's also this concept of what got you here won't get you there. And so, you know, when LeBron was playing ball in high school, actually I should probably go before, I was probably in middle school, right? You know, there was a certain set of things that got him there. And then he adapted his game in high school to get him there. Yep. And then obviously he jumped straight to the NBA because he's legit. Like there was a there was a certain set of his game that he adapted to get him there. 
and then kind of in his peak years in the NBA, which maybe we're kind of coming towards the end of, he adapted his game to get there. And I bet he adapts his game again to get to his kind of sunsetting phase. That's the point. Like, you need to apply that personally. You need to expect that of the company. Like, it's... Funny you say that because I had somebody... um comment or message or something and probably a snarky way like oh well you know turner's instagram game is kind of not what it used to be right and, yeah and to me i'm like that's the biggest compliment ever exactly because i don't think and this is this is again us being transparent and giving context we don't need any more applicants we've got a we've got plenty of applicants we're gonna always need applicants yeah, don't, no, no, don't no. take that out of no, context no i think i think it's a fair point we get the next level applicants by winning the next level contracts. Exactly. We don't do that. We don't win the next level contracts by boosting our Instagram pipeline. I, right? I was actually going to push it further because I, I, I agree. I think, here's another way of saying that. We don't just need more people to say, hey, this is cool. I want to go join this. I think we actually need to be selectively approaching people, which is the like actually the opposite of what got us here. You and you can do that when you win the real legit oh, stuff. Hundred percent. That it takes the next level company to go win. And to me, it's it's so it's so crazy to think about. Two years ago, we lived and died by Instagram. We right. Had, we had to. We had to. Now, if Instagram disappeared tomorrow, it wouldn't matter to me. And I said that on the last one, but it's it's so truthful. I am focusing all my attention on winning the next big con, the real good ones, the big ones. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about legitimacy as a key factor in our success going forward. That's true in every human being that's on our team. It's also true in how this company interacts with the market. It's also true in how this company interacts with the talent pipeline. Yeah. We are focused on legitimacy. And that is, I'm not going to say it's different than being cool, but it is a nuance, I, right, I, from just being cool. Yeah, I had, um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I had, I had some business owners ask, how, how do we take the business to the next level? How, how do so, we as business owners yeah. get to the next level, right? And I... I've struggled with this for the last probably year because this thing grew bigger. Turner Mining Group really grew bigger than what I w- realized I was capable of managing and leading because I've never done this, right? I'm a I'm 31-year-old guy <laughs> trying to figure my way out through business the way yeah. most people are. And so I've, I've really thought about this a lot, and especially this year, managing a business through COVID, all the, all the challenges, right? What I decided was I'm going to put myself in an environment where other legitimate big business owners are so that yeah. I can learn from them. Because to me, it's a continual learning thing. And it, but it has, I mean, there, there, there is so much simplicity and so much reality in what you just said. You're basically asking yourself, how do I get better? Well, the answer is get better. Right. And so I, I yeah, say, but a lot of people are like, how, how do I get no, better? No, they don't understand that. And that's what I'm saying. Like you're, but, but you kind of simplified it to say, how do I get better? Well, I have to get better. And then you start dissecting. Well, okay. So in what ways do I have to get better? Where are those people that can help me get better? 
and I'm going to leverage that so that I can get better. Like I just, it was back to the, uh, how, you know, how do I grow my business or get more legitimate clients? And I laughed and said, yeah, make calls, right? Because it's like, well, how do I talk to the people that are, I want to be my clients? Well, you have to talk to them. Yeah. Right. So it, there's, there's all of that, that I just, I think it's putting yourself in an environment where those styles and levels of people are right. If you, if you want to be the best operator, go, go get on a crew where there's legit operators, right? Yeah. You and I, we did Stegen 52 week course. Yeah. It and costs, by the way, it's legit. It's legit. It costs 30 grand to yep. do it. Okay. Yep. And you're in a class with a ton of legit people, <laughs> CEOs of massive companies. Oh yeah. Right. And I, I did the same thing. I told Rand Stegen at the end in my commencement speech, I said, I'd have paid a hundred thousand dollars for this course. Yep. I really would have because I learned so much. It saved me and made me so much more in business. Yep. It's the same thing I'm doing now, you know, with the group I meet in every month. Yeah. I go up to Indianapolis yep. and I pay, I don't know, $2,000 a month just to sit around other CEOs. One of these guys has got 9,000 employees. I want to learn from that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm probably going to regret saying this, but I want those problems. I want those problems. (laughs) Like, no, but you know, those problems are a whole other magnitude. You don't get there though, without putting yourself in whatever game you're playing, whether it's sports, business, you know, operating, whatever it is, you got to go surround yourself with people who are living it, have done it, are doing it. Well, and better than you. Yeah. And I overuse sports analogies, but I think they're great because they're market forces analogies. Like most people don't get kind of the tie between business and sports. They just think, oh, all these people just like talk about business and sports is the same thing. But the reason is it's a market. There's competition. And then you need to find a way through that market to succeed. And I just, to me, and that's why I know I overuse them, but I always come back to them partly because you can look at an individual in sports and think of the business or you can look at an individual of sports and think of myself as an individual. And that I think is a powerful kind of unifying thing. I I really think of it as a data point because you and I have talked a million times about the more hundred million dollar contracts we quote, the better the chances are, it's a probability thing, it's math, yeah, yeah. the better the chances are that we'll eventually win one, yes. right? The, the more times you do any one thing, yep. the probability is higher. Yeah. So you have to figure out how do I put myself in a position or an environment to go do that? Yeah. I, I lo- and again, there's a, a zillion sports analogies. Shooting three-pointers in hockey, taking put, you know, shooting the puck on net. In golf, how many swings, right? Like I just, well, how about, how about an equipment salesman, right? I want to equipment salesman. I'm going to go sell a Komatsu shovel. This thing's $8 million. (laughs) How do I go sell one of these things? Well, you should talk to a lot of people who might be interested in a Komatsu shovel. Go play golf with the, yeah, go live in that environment. Right, because you're never going to get there if you're not in the environment. No, no. One's, you're not going to get a random call. Now I could be wrong, and some <laughs> random dude calls you and says, "I'm sure," looking. but the, you don't. I don't want to bet on that. Right, I'd rather the probability be in my favor. Exactly. Every exactly. single time. Exactly. I yeah. I'm a I'm a hockey nerd, and like, there's a lot of stats about shooting pucks at the goal and getting them on net. The best scores of all time, 
took more shots than anybody else did. It's I like, mean, I just, it's I, Babe Ruth it, thing, right? Yeah. Like I just, it's not. And again, I don't, there are lots of complexities in it. I don't want to oversimplify things, but you can start with simple to get moving in the direction that you need to get moving in. There are a million other questions. I got, I got probably five times more questions from biz owners than I did employees, oh. which tells me employees are afraid to ask questions of yeah, so their we bosses. Need, we definitely need more employee business questions. owners, or maybe they just thought I was going to put them on blast. Do, I don't know. Are, how are you thinking? Do you want to, I mean, we need to start probably recording more. I know you talk about two or three more. How many more are we going to be doing? Well, what is today? The 11th? Yeah. We got a week. I think we can get a few more done. All right. This is this is fun. I, I don't know what the next topic's going to be about. I know we're out of time for this one. Um, you know, to me, I, I we could talk about employees and employers and context and buy-in. I mean, to, it's the biggest problem I think most businesses have. Culture, buy-in. 100%. The employer's not sharing with the employees. The employees aren't being honest to the employer. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's a communication thing. Yep. My biggest weakness. <laughs> so we could talk about it forever. I don't want to. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. We, we will come up with another awesome topic and be transparent. We'll get some feedback from our people. If you've got ideas or something that you guys want to talk about, hit us up on Instagram yeah, or on LinkedIn. Um, you can send a carrier pigeon. <laughs> Any way you can get a hold of us. You you can mail bourbon to the office with a question. That would put it. your list right to the top. I mean, that that's a good, I, I think that's a great idea, actually. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but we've had a blast. This is so much fun. We've actually been doing this for an hour and a half now. No, hour and 10 minutes. Well, we lost the first. 13. We're at 57. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we lost the first batch. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. We don't expect anything out of this. We don't take ads. We've turned down ads. We're not. Yeah. This is not Please, a sponsorship. No. We, don't, no. we don't want to make money off this. What no. we want is, A, people that work here to hear what we have to say because Number we want to give context. Yep. Uh, B, we want people that are trying to start a business or grow a business or run a business to learn the lessons that we've learned. Oh, yeah. Because why would we waste the money if just we learned the lessons? <laughs> yeah, we should get those good. lessons out to everyone uh-huh. else. And C, this industry's kicked our balls enough. I would like to <laughs> kick it back. So yeah, we're I trying to that. kick the industry's balls back a little bit. Yeah. So we're And we're having a blast doing it. So... Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Until next time. Thanks, everybody.